welcome to the GTFO podcast. This is Holly Kaplan. For those of you who don't know, GTFO means get the F out. In this podcast, we will be discussing how to get the F out. How to get the F out of a bad situation, predicament, or something you want to flat change. I'll be interviewing individuals who have had to GTFO. Expect to hear stories of those who experience situations of despair, pain, and fear. And the only way to escape it was to GTFO. Through this podcast, I want to give you, the listeners, the power and courage to make life changes should you need to GTFO. Have you ever felt like you knew something was going to happen before it actually occurred? And when it did, you thought, I knew that was going to happen. Maybe at that point, you blew off that feeling and rationalized it as coincidence or happenstance. And then a few weeks later, another situation arises and that feeling of knowing in advance hits again. That is your intuition. We all have it. I've experienced it. The thing is, some folks choose to examine their intuition and tap into it and use it. Others might just blow it off thinking, no big deal. The question is, if you do want to cultivate it and use it more in your life, how do you do that? Well, my guest today, Jess Rydell, is here to tell us how we can tap into our intuition and practice it daily. But first, here is some information on Jess. She's actually a second-time guest because I loved having her on in my very first season. Jess Wright-Dell is an intuitive life coach, passionate stage actress, oracle card aficionado, and lover of all things mystic and magical. She loves humor, dogs, comedy, improvisation, and big glasses of bold red wine. Jess left corporate America in 2016, choosing to access her natural talents to become a clairvoyant coach. She loves helping her clients tap into their own intuition, genius, and magic. Jess grew up in the Caribbean on the island of Jamaica. She graduated from Roanoke College in Salem, Virginia, and received her master's in theater performance from Louisiana State University. Her life coach certification is through the Martha Beck Institute. She currently lives in Atlanta with her husband, Dave, teenage son, Max, and their mischievous American Eskimo rescue dog, Cinco. Jess, thanks for coming on today. I always open with how do we know each other? And I'll remind our listeners how we know each other. We met because I was stalking Jess on LinkedIn. And <laughs> at least you I admit thought, it. At least you, you, you cop yeah. to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The content was so freaking funny. Because I would see you like speaking out at, against corporate America and calling stuff like it is. And I was like, I need to know that woman because she thinks like I think. And so, yeah, I was stalking you and then like two vodkas in on like a Tuesday night. <laughs> I think I sent you a message like, can we talk? And you're like, yeah, girl, we can yep. talk. Sure thing. Yeah. I was, I, I was excited because what's funny too, and, and let me, let me just confess here because I had been following your content as well. Cause I, mm. I, I sort of noticed some of your likes and I was like, who, who is this Holly Kaplan person? So, so you were on my radar. So when you reached out, I was like, perfect. Like, and I'm surprised I hadn't reached out, but I think I was a little distracted at the time because I had smashed my ankle, as you will recall. Like I was, I would... yeah, I was recovering on the sofa when we met. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot to be distracted by. And I think you were on drugs and that can do it too. So <laughs> Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, but I'm grateful for our friendship. Um, we have connected very quickly and we have a very unconditional relationship. Let me just say that and I'm thankful for it. So, um, okay, I'm excited to talk to you today about intuition. Um, I'm looking forward to this conversation because I have so many questions for you. 
But before we get into that, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, well, let's see. I spent probably a little over 15 years in corporate America and got very disenchanted um, mm-hmm. about four or five, about five years ago, actually. I was at dinner with my husband on my 45th birthday and I was still working in corporate and he said, how does it feel to be halfway to 90? And I, yeah. So at first I was, I was a little miffed and uh, a little, my feathers were a little ruffled by that facetious question. I know he was just kidding. Um, but what, what he didn't realize was that was really going to set into motion, you know, a full, full on evaluation of my life. And I determined at that time that I didn't really feel very on purpose and I felt like I was kind of grinding it out for someone, you know, to line someone, a corporation's pocketbook. And I certainly wasn't feeling like I was getting ahead in any capacity. I was just getting, you know, frustrated and, and annoyed, you know, with all of all things corporate that are nuisances, which we don't need to get. That's a whole nother topic, actually a great one for us, Holly, that we could do later we on. Need to do that. Yeah. 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 So, so I, I, I actually <laughs> took the time to, to figure out what I, I really wanted to be when I grew up and um, went into a course as a, 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 it was a life coaching course called Wayfinder Training with Martha Beck and um, popped open my own shop, just kind of stepped out, like walked the plank and said, hey, I'm in business. Now, for our listeners, I don't recommend that you do it the way I did it. <laughs> I'm a stubborn, I am a stubborn person. And I was like, well, you know, Like, like let's, let's, you know, fish or cut bait and let's dive in head first. And so that's kind of what I did. So I I had uh, a life coaching practice for, for three years that was brick and mortar. And I had to transition to doing um, more in the online space, you know, with, with COVID and yeah, but I, I kind of found, I found my center and I learned so much through my own coach training that. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm in love with some of these tools and, and it is, um, brings me great joy to be able to share them, you know, with, with clients and, and people that I speak to and coach on a day-to-day basis. Well, I admire your determination and tenacity in walking the plank because you did it. You know, you had the, the guts and the hoods, but to do it. So I think you have to be proud of that. And I am, I, I am. I just, <laughs> I work, I work in a, in a capacity now also, uh, supporting a, a very successful business coach and they wouldn't recommend that you do it like that. And I'm like, huh, maybe I should have, you know, but again, again, I was going to do it my way, regardless of what anyone said. So. <laughs> okay, any other way, yeah, no other way. Okay. Well, let's get started then. Okay, just so our listeners know, give me your definition of intuition. And I know there's a textbook version, but I'd love to hear yours. Yeah, I, I don't, I didn't never bother, I never bothered committing that to memory. <laughs> I don't even know what it is, um, the textbook definition, but intuition. And let me tee this up, Holly, by saying, um, I'm not on a pedestal preaching that I'm intuitive and you're not. You know, we all have this skill and ability. And we are all able to tap in to our own intuition and learn to use it. And what Mm -hmm. it really is, it's becoming aware by getting very quiet of your own inner guidance system of communicating with your higher self, communicating with spirit, whether it be, you know, God, angels, universe, 
higher power, whatever, whatever communication, other things drop in and you're alert and aware of other energy forms, including the voice of your own soul. That's that, a great, my friend. Yeah, that's intuition. That's terrific. I love that. I love that. It's, it comes from so many different areas and I love that you acknowledge that. Um, can you give us an example of when you experienced intuition and I know you experience it daily, but like what comes to your mind when you think about it for yourself? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to tell this story because it's kind of a magical one. Um, so I told you I walked the plank in the beginning of this conversation and I popped open this office and it was decorated and it was ready to go. And I was working with some clients at the time when I first opened my business, I was working virtually and on the phone with a couple of clients, but I had no in-person clients. And in my mind, I would just pop open the office and within days or weeks, I would have all these people that were, you know, of course. working with me. Right. Right. Sure. Of course. I mean, let's, let's be optimistic about walking the plank. Right. Um, so <laughs> what, what happened was in the first two months I got zero clients and I started to panic. I literally, Holly, I started to panic and I was like, what have I done? I've lost my mind. I, I go, wish I'd never taken this risk. I've, I've clearly just, just gone off the deep end here. And I would start to fret and stress and, and be in, in massive anxiety about the fact that it wasn't, it just wasn't working. You know, I was telling, sure. t- telling myself a negative story, which doesn't help either. Um, but I went, I went to this retreat in Sedona and for the first time I, I, I did a, a breathing technique. It was called shamanic breath work. And inside of the shamanic breathwork, I kept getting this loud and clear message. And it said, you need to make space. You need to make room. There is no room for the clients to come in. And I, at the time, I had no idea. I'm like, make space, make room. What the hell? Like, I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And it's so uncanny. I was actually speaking to um, a feng shui expert yesterday. And it it clicked to me again because she talks about not only does she do feng shui with spaces, which is, you know, clearing things and and creating um, flow where energy can flow. She also has to clear space within people because they get these energetic blocks. So true. That is so true. Oh, my God. Yes. So I was experiencing a massive energetic block. And in my, in my, you know, frantic desire to build this business, my energy was actually pushing things away. Mm-hmm. And the message kept coming in loud and clear. And I'm like, is this my voice? Is this, is this, is the spirit, you know, who is talking to me? It doesn't matter. I just needed to listen to what was being said, you know? So, so this is, this is such a great story. So I came, I came back, came back and I felt a difference. Like there had been, you know, I, I had more space within, like I, I, I can't even describe it, Holly. Mm-hmm. And I had designed these beautiful packages, two of them, you know, before I opened, I, I was ready to go. I had the packages ready and they were designed. And within two weeks of returning from that retreat, I had two people from different sources, you know, one that I met online and one that, was a, a, an actual patient at the chiropractic facility where I rented my office and they each committed to, you know, their perfect package for them. One did the long-term, the, the six-month, one did the three-month. 
and I was off to the races. Like I, I, then I was having, I was building a business and another one came in in December and then more came in in the, in the winter. And, and so it, it, it just it, it expanded, but I feel like had I never had that experience of clearing that space and, right. you know, getting out of what I like to call scritch, which is when you're so anxious, nothing, nothing can come in, you know, cause mm-hmm. you're, you're that. Yep, that. you know, exactly what I'm talking about. Cause you and I have spoken about this. So I, I was energetically pushing things away. And when I cleared the space in my own energy field, there were the people magic. You unblocked yourself and you listened to yourself or whoever was talking to you. You listened and it worked. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I was like, whatever voice this is. The only other time that happened to me was when, when I was in my first marriage and a a voice came through one night. It's like, you need to leave this marriage. And I'm like, who said that? I said, who said that? I was freaking out because I was listening to music when it happened. It was so loud, but I listened then too. So yeah, when it, I I kind of sometimes have to get hammered over the head with these messages, but I eventually do listen. If those messages are nudging you that hard, you probably need to listen. So I agree with you. They start to, they start, they whisper and then they start to scream. Yes. They're like, are you listening to me? Um, Clearly you're open to your intuition. It's, it's a big part of what you do and how you serve your clients. But why do you think it is that some people are not open to it. Some people are like, I don't believe in that shit. There's no such thing as intuition. And then there are other people who are open to it. Why do you think some people are afraid of it? But don't uh, want to acknowledge it. Yeah, this is a good, good, juicy question. Um, okay. It's it's a couple of things. I I think in in order to tap into your own intuition, you have to be able to suspend your disbelief, right? You have to be able to suspend your disbelief. And we live in such a world, you know, everyone wants evidence. Everyone wants proof. Everyone wants to see it before they believe it. But what they're not understanding is intuitively, and when we create in the quantum, we have to believe it before we see it. Once we believe it, we will see it. These, Wayne Dyer wrote an entire book about this, and it's called You'll See It When You Believe It. I strongly recommend it. I've read it several times. And when you apply this to your own life, it's only until you're able to say, I'm going to be open and give this a chance to work its magic in my psyche, in my energy, in my space, in my field. And once you have, then you have the proof, then you have the data. Like, wait a minute. When I believed it, I saw it like, and, and no joke. I used to be the most cynical, practical person in the world. As a child, I wasn't, I was very open. I I was, I was very, you know, creative and, and open to all possibilities. And I knew I had these, these, um, uh, let's just say I, I was aware of my gifts when I was a child and I stifled them because I thought it made me look crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's common. That's common for this, I think. Yes. And I just wanted to fit in and I didn't want to be like, you know, lunatic witchy woman that, you know, believes in, in, in magic and spirits and ghosts and <laughs> all the things. Right. And so I just, I just pushed it all down and I went very 3d, very three dimensional. 
You know, I went, I went, I'll believe it when I see it. Like that was, that was my energy for many years and it just wasn't serving me. And I'll tell you what too, Holly, it wasn't a whole fuck ton of fun either. Like it was just like grinding it out. And I was like, I don't want to live like this. There is more, there is magic. There is a world beyond that I can open up to that is going to make my life so much more fun. Exactly. Exactly. And I love that you acknowledged it. You know, you got over living in 3D and now you're living the way you want to. And it's hard to do that. It's kind of like you redid your own programming. You had, yes. And you have to, and you will lose people along the way. A warning to our listeners. Mm -hmm. When you tap in and allow this and you actually acknowledge it to work through you in your own life, people will think you're crazy and you have to be okay with that. So true. It's true. It's so true. But and and, you know, again, there will be people that fall out of your life because they think you've lost your mind. But when in reality, you found your soul. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Because I don't want those people who believe they have intuition, which all of us do. I don't want them to be afraid to tap into it. Which is actually a segue into my next question. Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Someone wants to tap into her intuition. She knows she has it, but she kind of doesn't know what to do with it. How do you recommend they get started? Okay. The first biggest step is learning to quiet your mind. Because until you're able to quiet, you know, our mind talks to us all day long. There's that, you know, the little angel and the little devil on each of our shoulders that are chattering. And, and they're at war with each other, you know, in our mind, back and forth, back and forth. And we have to be able to get still and essentially be able to get into a meditative state where you are able to clear your mind and basically, as best you can, think of nothing. And if a thought drops in, you're going to kind of shoo it away like a little puppy that wants to play and, and get clear and get open and mm-hmm. allow that ego chatter to subside. And this takes work, but it doesn't have to be hard. It's practice. So even if you start just getting still and quieting your mind for a minute, set your alarm for 60 seconds and sit with yourself and try to go completely blank. And when the thoughts drift in, just kind of shoo them away and clear your mind again. And until we can get and tap into this state of being, this presence, this being in the moment, it's going to be very difficult to hear your intuition because there's so much noise that is distracting you. I'm so calm right now. I'm listening to everything you're saying. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think you just put me in a trance. I'm like, it's quiet. I'm not letting my egotistical thoughts come in. I'm so clear. It's, it's so, it's so magical. It really is. So, you know, if you're like a lot of people and, and I used to, I used to joke about this in, in some of my writing and, and my messaging, cause I just used to think that, that meditation was something people, people said they did so they could act like, like spiritually superior. <laughs> I really did. I really did. I was like, whatever on your meditation. Uh-huh. Sure. And until I really started to tap into my own quiet space, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. But I was not a believer. So, and I think that helps that I went from my 3D non believer self to my, you know, 
magical, uh, all things intuition persona and who I've grown into. And like I say, it's like, I, once you've, you've discovered the magic on the other side, there really isn't any going back. I know. I believe you on that one too. I do. Because I didn't start practicing mine really until about four or five years ago. And I think what you said is key is when you do get still, it feels uncomfortable. Like, like you said, set your timer for 60 seconds because don't try to do it for five minutes at first because you will have so many interrupting thoughts. Just take little sections of time. Build up. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's hard to learn how to get still and get quiet. Um, so I think that's really good advice from you. Okay. What else do you think someone should do to tap into their intuition? Well, I have actually, and this is a good segue, Holly, I have a few tricks and tools that once again, until we, um, you know, bring them into the now and, and practice them, they don't make any sense. So being able to ask questions of your soul, of your, of your higher self, of your true self, and being able to receive an answer energetically, whether it's through a vision. I mean, there's all sorts of intuitive things. And, you know, again, that's, that's definitely a, a deeper dive for another time. But, you know, there's clairvoyance, which is seeing pictures. There's clairaudience, which is hearing things. There's claircognizance, which is just a knowing. So tapping in and playing with some of these tools. And if I may, um, if you want to play with me, one, one of the tools that I think is, is really fun is sort of connecting like left and right brain energy and realizing that you can get intuitive messages through this fun little activity. It's like this little hand switch activity. Do you have a, do you have a pen? Um, yes, I have a pen right here. I do. Okay. Okay. Are you left-handed or right-handed? Right-handed. You're right-handed. Okay. I'm left-handed. So I want you to put your, keep your pen in your right hand, which is your dominant hand. Yes. Okay. Now I'm going to have you ask yourself a question with the pen in your dominant hand. And then I want to have you switch your pen from your dominant hand to your non-dominant hand and allow that hand to write whatever comes through. Okay, so stay out of self-judgment. Don't be like, why is this word coming to me? Or why is this picture, this image, this thought, this feeling? Whatever you experience, especially if it's if it's sort of a, um, it, it might be words, it might be an image, we don't know. But I want you to articulate that on the paper using your non-dominant hand. So what's, a, what's something you'd want to know about yourself? Okay, I have my question. Okay, my ask it out loud or ask it in your mind with, with holding the pen in your dominant hand. Then I want you to switch the pen over and write whatever comes through and just allow something to come through you. It doesn't, you don't have to control it. Just, just, you know, whatever pops in, whatever drops in, whatever thought, vision, idea, put it down on paper using, and, and you're going to have some really janky handwriting when you do this, I, but. I got world, but I got it. I got yes. And I got sunshine. I got a son. You got a son. Isn't that weird? Okay. A son. Okay. What did you ask? What did you ask? I asked, should I be taking some of these speaking opportunities 
I've recently been presented with because I'm looking, looking at them think, thinking, do I need to add this to what I'm doing right now? And it's been on my mind a lot. And the answer was yes and a sunshine. So sunshine. Wow. What a beautiful image. So it's like, this is going to shine more light on you and it's going to spotlight you and it's going to make you more visible and bright. I love it. So see, just a simple moment like that where you needed an answer. And instead of relying on your mind, Holly, you see how you actually, you tapped into your intuition. I did. And it was weird because it was immediate. I didn't like let any of my interrupting thoughts get in the way. I just let it, whatever was there just came out. But um, no, that was terrific. That was weird because you really have to let it in. You have to, like you said earlier, just get still and just allow for whatever energy comes your way. Yeah. I'm so excited that that worked well for you and that we were able to do that together just on the fly. Cause you know, and, and, and for those of you listening, play with this exercise at home. It's very revealing. It always is. And you got me, you always do that with me. You, you know, you always surprise me with something and then it gets me. So I love it. Okay. Last, last idea that you think we should tell the audience on how to get more in tune with your intuition. Okay. This, and this is one of my favorite subjects to talk about. And it's, it's a fairly recent passion of mine. Um, I started playing with Oracle cards uh, back in about 2016, 17. And the more I used them, the more they stimulated my own intuitive hits that would come through as I was either doing a card reading for myself or other people. And I set a lot of my own rules. Like I, you know, I, I did follow some of the card book, uh, you know, the card uh, deck authors and some of the things that we do, um, you know, energetically to clear our decks. But I decided I was only going to learn my card decks, not by studying them, but by doing readings for myself and others. So I did so many Oracle card readings and, and, and this is where it gets really interesting. And I have to speak to both people that are exploring other dimensions and the ones that are, you know, their feet are firmly planted in the 3d and they think they're never going to go anywhere. Um, first of all, that's not true. And secondly, you know, I do believe that there are no accidents that, that it's a perfect universe and everything happens the way it should in divine time. And I know that, (laughs) People find that very frustrating, especially people that are very linear and approach Mm -hmm. time from a very linear standpoint. They want you to force things to happen or make things happen. Um, and, and, and some people are like, there's no way that, that, you know, Oracle cards are divine guidance. You know, there's even some stigma, I think in, in some religious communities that tarot and Oracle are of the devil and, you know, this is evil and horror. And, but that's, you know, that's just sort of, it's hearsay. And really, if you want to look at it as divine guidance or you want to look at it as a stimulating thought delivered by a card that will send you in a new direction, whichever way is going to make it logical or for you or to to make you open to experiencing the magic of an oracle card draw or, or, you know, a a full reading, um, then go with that. Go with that wherever you are on the spectrum of time, you know, traveling into the different dimensions. And if you're, if you're a, I believe it when I see it person, 
just allow yourself to, you know, listen to the information from the card and absorb it and see the way that it plays out in your life or that it fits into something that you're currently experiencing. So Holly, I would love, um, if I could, let's in real time, let's pull a card for you and see what see what's revealed. Okay. And I, I'm super ritualistic about this. Like I light a candle. I, I'm doing that right now. I, I really kind of good. Yep. So we're going to pull a card for Holly. Oh God. I'm a little nervous. Should I be a little nervous? No, we've done this before. Haven't we? <sighs> Maybe. So ask your question. You don't have to say it out loud. We'll talk it through afterwards. Okay. And um, I'm not only, I'm going to share a little, maybe a little bit of guidebook info, but I'm also going to share with you whatever comes through for me intuitively when we look at this card. Okay. And quick blessing, God, angels, universe, spirit guides, power, animals, any information that comes through from this Oracle card pull be for the highest good of Holly so that she may use it to walk the path of her highest aspect. Okay. Oh, big chill, big chill, big chill. This card is very, it's very unique and it's very meaningful. You got the decisions card from your higher self. Gosh. Okay. Decisions card from your higher self. Oh my goodness. And anytime I've ever had a challenge in making a decision, this card has always given me a lot of clarity and I've pulled it when I'm making a decision. It sounds like you have some decisions on the table right now. Am I right? I do. I do. Okay. Um, there's a piece in the, in the guidebook. So this is, this is a card about trusting yourself. This is a card, the energy of, of, of realizing when you are standing in your own power or you're trying to please someone else or make a decision based on what someone else would want for you or what someone else or other people in general. You know, sometimes we have this imaginary audience of, oh, they're going to think this. And it's like, who are they anyway? We have to ask ourselves, right? Like we're creating this, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's conjured up in our mind is what it is. Um, but yeah, it, it's, um, there's an, I'll look at the guidebook in a minute, but, but the part about this card that I remember very vividly that I love is it, it says, don't try to be all things to all people. That's what I'm trying to do. Whoa. So, so true. And I have to make decisions to clean it up. Yes. Oh my God. That's such a good awareness. Cleaning up your side of the street and setting. And, and I, I, I sometimes get, get a little triggered by this word, but setting boundaries, like very clear lines of delineation as to what you are energetically available for and what you are no longer available for, because this is how we evolve. Ooh, that's so true. Does that make sense? It does make sense because I'm looking at my situation and the decisions I have to make and the boundaries I will have to put up to do it. So it all makes sense to me. Very good. I'm just going to read just a touch from the guidebook because I think it'll be useful for you also, Holly. Mm-hmm. Um, I told you about that very last line that gets me every time. It really, really does. Um, but yeah, I got a lot of clarity and it was at a time when I, I actually, I was having to, to part company with a client I'd worked with for a long time. And this card was kind of the decision point. You're faced with many choices and you aren't sure what to do. 
Life is an endless stream of choices, and doing what's best is never a simple thing. Fortunately, your higher self can help you resolve these difficult decisions, especially if you're willing to let some of the balls you juggle drop to the wayside for now. The key to making the best choices is to simply follow your heart and attend only to what you care about right now. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's good. Yeah, focus on priorities that feed your spirit and don't become overwhelmed by the demands and expectations of others. Ask your higher self to help you discern and trust in what requires your attention right now and be willing to disappoint people. How did you know this, Jess? Uh, I didn't know it. It's uh, no, I, it's not. This is not coming from me, Holly. This is coming through our our experience here, and this is coming from your higher self. So it says, your higher self assures you that what falls to the wayside isn't important in the long run, despite the drama of the moment. The message for you is, and I said this earlier: don't try to be all things to all people. It's a waste of time. And you'll oh surely God. fail. Oh my gosh. Girl, you just set me on the right path today. Yeah. I love yeah. that card for you. So I wow. just hope you have some more clarity and trust in your in your own inner guidance system and tuning into what feels right in this moment. Right. 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 And that what you just said felt right. And I'm gonna go with my gut and what I think I know I need to do to make decisions. Yeah, and I, I want to speak to that for a minute too, in terms of a lot of people are like, well, how do I know if it's my intuition or, or it's my ego or fear talking? Can we talk about that for a quick second? Sure. Okay. So just, just exactly what you said about you had, what did you say with the card that you had a sense of, of trust or calm or it, you, what, I forget exactly the words that you just used. I don't you remember. You see that them. feeling that felt aligned and right. Do you, yeah. You can, you can aligned experience. and right. Yeah. Yeah, it felt aligned and right. If it feels aligned and right, that's your intuition. If you're making a decision based on something you feel is going to, by making the decision, you're going to get some immediate relief and, and you, you, you're forcing the decision and you're forcing the energy and you're using your mind to decide, that it, that's ego. Okay, that, that's fear and ego speaking not intuition. The intuitive decision should give you a sense of peace and calm. And the ego fear decision will just, you know, you you think you're getting some relief, but you're really just in kind of this scritchy manic state and trying to alleviate your current state of not being comfortable. Right. I just wanted to share that with our audience as well. Um, So pay attention to, to what's happening energetically with your body as you, as you listen to, to decide, you know, is this ego and fear or is this my higher self or spirit again, speaking through me? That's a whole other podcast right there because there is a difference and people have to learn the difference through difficult. Definitely. Okay, Miss Jess, for the sake of time, is there anything else you think people should know about exploring their own intuition? Huh, it's funny. I just kind of answered that question and what I shared um, what I will say about that in addition is that this is not a one and done. This is something that takes ongoing practice and it, it takes does. complete trust. Okay. And, and I, I've been fond of saying 
truly, when I trust my intuition, things feel magical. And when I don't trust my intuition and I start listening to other people or my mind or, or societal norms, if I'm trying to you know, fall in line with those, everything goes to shit. So it's an ongoing game of doing that trust fall with the universe and just being open to all possibility and maintaining that state of quiet and calm so that the good can come in and you can be divinely guided. Oh, perfectly said. Perfectly said. I feel like so clear now, Jess. <laughs> I feel like I'm ready to take it on the I'm day. so <sighs> glad. You know, a lot of my clients have shared that after a session or an experience yeah. where there's, there's this transformative energy where they are clear on who they are, what they believe, where they're going, what they're doing. And that's not to say that that won't get rattled every now and then, and it happens to all of us, but it's just so great to come to a, a place of peace and, and centeredness, you know, that centered energy, and be able to respond to life from that place. Right. That's the healthiest way to do it. I agree with you. Uh, wonderful advice, Jess. Wonderful. And I know a lot of our listeners will get a lot out of your words today. And I know that they'll want to talk to you. So how can listeners get connected with you? Ah, okay. A couple different ways. Um, and I'll also tee this up by saying um, I'm not accepting any new clients right now. Um, I do have a waiting list or I'm, I'm also open to having a conversation. So even though I am at you know, can't take anyone new at this time. I know a lot of amazing coaches. I'm talking to one right now too. Oh, and I, and a lot of people um, just, you know, out in, you know, both, both through social media and, and, you know, close friends of mine that have sort of been with me on my journey that are also very magical, intuitive people. Um, so if you are looking for some support in terms of coaching or life coaching, um, even though I am not able to hold space for, for you at this time, I may know somebody that's, that's perfect if you're, if you're wanting to connect with someone right now. So um, my email, I have, I have two. I have agelessjess at gmail.com. And I have jess at jessrydellcoaching.com. And my phone number, I'm going to just say it out loud so you can shoot me a text or what have you. I'm, I'm not scared. If you've listened this far into the podcast, you're obviously in tune and wanting, you know, to learn more. So my number, 404-543-7767. I'd love to, would love to have a chat when I'm available. Very, very good. Well, I think that you're super and you always bring something different to the conversation and I appreciate it. So I want to thank you for being on today and you're going to have to come back again. You know, I will be back anytime I'm invited. I live for this. This is just, it's such a joy to connect with you and you're, you make such a good, so, you know, you're not to say, I'm not trying to call you a guinea pig or anything, but you do really well with, with just being open to, to a new experience or, or the tool or, you know, letting in the, 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 the information or guidance that's coming forward. So this is so beautiful. We can continue to play. I appreciate that because there's power in being vulnerable. And I think it's good for all of us to have those moments. GTFO listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. We're glad to have you here. And that is a wrap for episode four. Have a great day. 
Thank you for joining me today on the GTFO podcast. This is Holly Kaplan. To connect with me for confidence coaching or speaking engagements, please connect with me at hollykaplan.com or find me on Instagram at gtfo underscore podcast. Thanks. Thanks.